Welcome to the C2C Podcast. I am your host, Derek Anderson. After holding my first event in 2010, I went on to create Startup Grind, a 400-chapter community based in over 100 countries. Along the way, I discovered the greatest marketing tool of all time, your customers. Yet, I couldn't find anyone sharing how to build a community where people could experience your brand in person or at scale. On this show, we talk with the brightest minds and companies on the planet about how to build customer-to-customer marketing strategies and create in-person experiences for your brand and customers before your competitor does. I'm excited to have our next guest, Kevin Lau, who's the Global Head of Customer Advocacy at Adobe. Kevin has made a career in community and customer advocacy. Before he was at Marketo, which was acquired by Adobe, he worked at AOL, Google, and NetBase. We're going to go in-depth on how to create raving fans out of customers, his strategies for running events, the growth of his Marketo user groups, and so much more. Take a listen. Kevin, can you explain what you do in your role as Global Head of Customer Advocacy? Sure. So as uh, overseeing all um, advocacy programs at Adobe, essentially what I do is we're here to kind of support not just the Marketo business, but also 11 different products and solutions. And the great thing about that is we're always looking to see how do we create stronger community ties with our customers? How do we build grassroots efforts that are really going to have lasting impact on driving retention, renewal, and ultimately just customers for life for Adobe? You've done a great job branding your community I wonder if I was starting a C2C program from scratch, what advice would you give me on, on how to brand it? I think a lot of it comes down to you know, having those conversations with your customers initially. So getting their, their viewpoint exactly on what do they care about? What are they passionate about? How do you take their excitement and translate in that into the messaging, into kind of the look and feel, and ultimately to you know, what, is it, what does it ultimately mean for them at the end of the day that's going to help them in their careers or in their advancement of you know, their expertise on the product or solution? So I think it all ultimately comes with starting with the customer in mind and getting that feedback initially. Yeah, I think you know, we talk to so many, almost every phone call I'm on uh, with different brands, they, you know, one of the first questions they ask us is, you know, do you have a Marketo integration? Do you work with Marketo? I mean, it, it feels like as a marketing tool, it's become so ubiquitous across the industry that if you're not using Marketo, it's it's almost a surprise. Um, but but also it feels like the community really has built you know this the Mug brand is it's really built this sort of lasting and powerful connection which sort of extends you know the product into people's everyday lives or into their sort of you know education and training. I know you probably weren't there in the beginning when the Marketo community was first created, but do you know, as things have evolved, like, is it something that people talk about up and down inside the company? Is it something that's, you know, still kind of a small initiative that, you know, slowly working its way up? Like, how is the program perceived internally and how is it supported? Sure. And going a little bit back on our history, I think Marketo as a company, we've been very fortunate that customer centricity or that alignment with the customer was always part of the DNA of what we do. And a lot of, in a lot of ways, our user group program, uh, some of our advocacy things that we do, it started very much as like a partnership with the customer. And so having that kind of like lockstep, you know, mind in terms of just how we operate has been really the reason why I would say Marketo has been a very thriving business. And also ultimately one of the reasons why Adobe acquired us. I think the energy and the excitement that customers have for Marketo, I mean, we have customers that you know, tout the fact that they bleed purple and, you know, they're diehard users and they would 
never go to another company unless they use Marketo. And so we're fortunate that we take all that evangelism, that excitement, and they continue to you know, push the drum beat forward. And I think it's definitely a call to arms as we got more integrated with Adobe in terms of like, what do they, how could we translate that excitement to other Adobe solutions? And I think it's been just, it's phenomenal once you get to see like a customer talk about it in person. And I think that was awakening, especially when we had our big user conference this past year, where Adobe employees could actually see firsthand what Marketo customers are excited about. I'd love to dive into your strategy for events. Could you break down how do you go about getting stakeholders to fund and support your events? Yeah. So the way that we approach it and we get custom or we get our stakeholders internally uh, to want to invest more, you know, we approach it from the standpoint of what ultimately is going to be the end result or the driver for the customer. What's the goodwill or the actual metrics or things that we want to push forward, especially in 2020, they're going to have a bigger impact, not just for you know, creating a great customer experience, you know, an event, et cetera, but how is it going to have everlasting results? And so I think it's really important to have that strategic alignment with not just your CSMs, your sellers, your marketing folks, your support, but getting them all in the room and, and talk about what are the key things that we're trying to do, whether it's a large event like our summit, which has 18,000 plus people, or maybe even a smaller user group, like what is it we could do collectively that's going to you know, break down silos that's going to create more collaboration, not just internally, but with our customers in mind. And that ultimately helps us get, whether it's the budget, the resources, the human capital to kind of move things along. And sure, things, of course, take time, especially when you have a 20,000 person organization. But I think if you can agree on like the commonalities of what's important with the customer at the end of the day, everything else kind of makes sense and starts to kind of play together. Getting people to show up for events can be really hard and frustrating. We've all had that experience. What channels have you seen work well for the Marketo user groups? Sure. I think, uh, especially from a B2B standpoint, typically what we do, you know, we still activate social is, is definitely a huge component, driving activity on LinkedIn, Twitter, things like that. But beyond that, we definitely tap into our kind of like our core advocate groups. And so whether it's a user group leader, you know, promoting it by sending out an email campaign to letting people know about the next meeting, or it's like a one-off, you know, notice says like, hey, you know, if you're new to Marketo, you know, check it out. A lot of that grassroots effort has still been very much part of what we do day in and day out to kind of drive butts and seats. And I think it's a lot of that word of mouth. What we also do at the same time is we try to put our subject matter experts, our customers, the ones that are actually sharing that information, we try to highlight their successes and their personal brand so that it's less about just go to the event for the sake of going for it, but go there to learn and you know get the information that you need to, to help you in your business. And that ends up having to drive a lot of the um, excitement and a lot of the movement as a byproduct of it. For Marketo user groups, what do you think is the most important for actually growing the community itself? I think the biggest thing, of course, and I think a lot of community folks would probably agree with this is engagement. Uh, so whether it's you're having a user group among two people and everything starts at, you know, as a small group at one point, but it ultimately depends on how passionate, excited your, your fans are to talk about any type of subject matter, whether it's Marketo or how to build a kite or whatever, right? And so I think a big component is just 
maintain that engagement level, whether you start from two people or going all the way up to a thousand people. I think the principles are the same. It's like you want to get people there to connect and engage with each other. And eventually, as a byproduct, of course, having that make an impact on retention, uh, you know, renewals, people wanting to buy Marketo if they're a first-time customer, et cetera. But I think it, it creates that environment where people feel comfortable to safe space. They could talk about some of the dirty laundry that they have or challenges that they're going through, but they can kind of commiserate with what's top of mind at that moment and how can they, how can they kind of solve these problems together. You know, we always see inside of every community and we see the sort of, you know, top one or two percent end up carrying the torch for the brand and, and really driving, you know, a lot of the, the heavy lifting of the program forward. I wonder what characteristics does the top one percent of Marketo user group community members have? Like, what does that person look like? And, you know, and, and what are they doing to really drive the things ahead? I think a lot of it depends on, you know, what we look for in particular is Beyond just the passion, the excitement of being a Marketo customer, I think it's the folks that really go above and beyond. And it doesn't just have to be, you know, huge acts of advocacy necessarily. It could just be someone that's consistent. So if you were to just think about it from a standpoint, if you were to hire someone, you'd probably rather hire someone that's consistent day in, day in and day out versus someone that's a perceived rock star that just tackles one thing and then it's like a one hit wonder. And so we kind of look at overall just consistency from a standpoint of whether they help us promote things or they're consistent in how they, you know, proactively maintain their user group. Um, they make sure they follow kind of the policies, the requirements, et cetera. But also the, the folks that are not afraid to also be candid and explicit with some of the feedback that they have. And so I think it's once you build that level of trust and relationship with someone, when they feel comfortable enough where they can share that candid advice that's ultimately going to help move the business forward. I think that's one of those game changers that are really going to be valuable for you, regardless of what size business or organization they come from. But if they're willing to give you that, those insights, I think that's, uh, that's also what we look for. Is there some average length of time or a certain amount of things that someone will do before, you know, they start to lose engagement in helping the community or I wonder like, as you're looking at people and as you're because part of the community is there's obviously acquiring people to to really get in and spearhead it but there's also sort of acquiring new people to bring in fresh blood into the system how do you look at that how do you think about that about sort of replenishing or you know or bringing fresh energy into the community there's definitely a balancing act and so you know regardless of where you're starting initially of course it's always like how do you start something and grow from there. But then I think the other biggest challenge is, of course, how do you maintain that excitement or that passion? And how do you get that to continue to grow year after year, um, especially when we're getting measured based on performance and engagement levels, etc. So I think it has to be kind of balancing the two things together. So number one, you always you never want to take your foot off the gas as far as how can you reach new potential customers or, or prospects or whatnot. But at the same time, how do you maintain and execute that high level of you know, excellence that you have for whether it's a small user group all the way to a larger conference of what's going to keep your audience continually engaged and excited? And so the way that we kind of approach it is like, we want to make sure we have subject matter experts and the right type of curriculum that's shared at these user groups. But at the same time, we also want to create 
you know, fun things and, and ways to kind of engage the larger audience so that they want to come back uh, week after week or month after month. And so we do things from, you know, giving away different types of swag, contests, we do um, special guest speakers, etc. Anything that we can do to kind of, you know, make it an improvement over the last meeting, or even if we look at it from year over year, how can we do things to grow the chapters? And we try to also work with, uh, we established sort of like a ambassador program for our user groups, for folks that have kind of been the gold standard of what they've been doing successfully. And they kind of help us, essentially, they kind of coach us and mentor us too, on what we could do to continue to up-level our game and how can they can be like the gold standard for other user groups on how to quickly run their programs more successfully. How have you seen programs like the Mug program affect a buyer's journey? Any interesting metrics around that you can share? Yeah, so our business runs, our specific team within customer marketing focuses on both advocacy and adoption, so customer adoption of the solutions. And so, you know, one aspect is creating these user groups for you know networking and answering questions and whatnot. But we also look at our we actually have an adoption score and that measures customers essentially how adopted or how likely are they to churn after a certain amount of time using Marketo. So let's say for example if they're six months within their onboarding phase, it's critical for them to get the the right skill sets on how to send an email, how to do things. Otherwise, they're not going to see the value of what they bought. And so the user groups has been instrumental in actually helping influence that adoption score, whether it's a couple points or actually looking at how does that impact the actual uh, renewal at the end of the day. And so that's one of the ways that we actually look at retaining customers and, and driving more adoption for our products. There are so many metrics that you can measure what would you say your North Star metric is that you and the community team focus on? Besides engagement, which is definitely a key thing, and different groups look at engagement in different capacities. I mean, we look at it from a standpoint of we help our support team with reducing the number of tickets that come in, and they leverage that as a, as a key channel to help drive you know, efficiencies and cost savings there. But we also look at, from a standpoint of just overall, how many net new customers are we engaging year over year? Our user group program is part of our larger Advocate Nation, and we've been fortunate that we've had consistent growth, 25% growth year over year. But we also look at how is that actually impacting bottom line from our business standpoint. So how is it impacting sales? How is it impacting retention numbers, revenue? All that kind of stuff ties into the larger picture of whatever the number is that we're trying to hit for the year. How can we either protect that revenue from a renewal standpoint, or how do we drive net new sales through some of our advocacy programs? All right, Kevin, as we wrap it up, tell us about a community you love and what do you love about it? I actually really like Stance. I I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Stance, the SOC company. I think they're are one of, early on, I thought they were one of the most innovative companies as far as creating a lot of different, like unique lifestyle brands as part of different socks or different collaborations they do with whether it's sports, celebrities or movies, etc. I'm also a big Star Wars fan. So they did this huge launch around a lot of the movies that came out recently. And I think they've just been really good at creating a very proactive engagement with customers. And they actually ask their customers, like, what type of socks would you want to see in the future? Create your own. And they give them that flexibility. But they also stay innovative in the fact that there's a lot of competition out there, especially in retail. And I think a lot of places you can get socks today. Some people that are also kind of copying what they're already doing. 
but they've created subscription boxes. They've done other types of collaborations to stay relevant. And I still think they're, they also have a very unique company culture. They even have a skateboard ring in like their, in their offices. So I think it's a, it's all cool stuff as far as like what they're doing from a engagement and a community standpoint. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave a review wherever you listen to this. If you'd like to see more about how to create your own event community, go to bevylabs.com slash pod. Again, that's B-E-V-Y-L-A-B-S dot com slash pod.